Kane and Bucks. Well, Bucks, it was a trio of goals in the last 20 minutes that handed the Matildas a strong first leg advantage in their push for a berth at the Paris Olympics. Of course, the Aussies claiming a 3-0 lead, if I can call it that, against Uzbekistan and a 3-0 win in the first leg before the return leg here in Melbourne on Wednesday. And the players are touching down in Melbourne as we speak. James Johnson is the Chief Executive of Football Australia and he joins us on the line. James, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? You'd be thrilled with that. I don't think you made the trip over, but you would have liked what you saw and just about mission accomplished, it's fair to say. Look, we're very, very happy with the result. Uh, 3-0 win in Uzbekistan against a good Uzbekistan side in the first leg of a two-leg uh, series uh, is, is is very good. And we're in a good spot going into the match on Wednesday night. And I thought you were about to create history to have. I don't think the men or the women have played in a game uh, with snow before and it was threatening for a time, but... I, I don't think it actually tumbled down in the end, did it? No, it was it was snowing all morning in the lead into the game. But look, you know, a lot of our players are used to the cold weather. They're playing in in Western Europe at their their club football levels. Um, so it, yep. it was really about just going out and getting the job done. Tell us about. Um, I had to love the story. I mean, as unfortunate as it was to to provide a gross understatement with Sam Kerr, Michelle Heyman's story to for her to open the scoring uh, in the seventy third minute, like she did after half a dozen years out of the international setup uh, and find the back of the net is is a great story. At the age of what is she now, James? Thirty five years young, I think. Yeah, that's right. She's uh, she's thirty five, and I, look, I think it sends the right message because. You know, any player that is eligible for the Matildas that are performing week in, week out, they have an opportunity. And uh, Michelle's been there. She's come back after several years, and she's come back uh, with a goal. You know, she's done very, very well. So I think it said the right message to all the players who are not getting regular time in the Matildas squad. James, congratulations on the trajectory of the the Matildas, and and the women's game just seems to be going from strength to strength. Mm -hmm. I I, I mean, I was in captured... um, you're caught up in that um, World Cup campaign and um, the doco that went to air the world at our feet. How has that impacted on, you know, you're sharing the stories of, of your women, uh, your coach, um, your challenges. How has that impacted on um, on you, know, you your ability to get out to market and to, and to get more young people, young girls into the sport? It's had a it's had a huge impact, and we've just released our legacy report uh, only on Friday. Um, look, the the brand of the Matildas is is very very strong. There's more people watching the Matildas than ever before. There's more big sponsors coming on board and really amplifying the brand as well. And and that is having an impact at the participation level. Um, we're just about to go into our grassroots season. I can already tell you that the uh, participation numbers are off the scale. We're expecting up to a twenty percent increase in in total participation across the country and the vast majority of those new participants are young girls um so it's had a big impact the matildas on on grassroots participation and wednesday night's match it sold out in less than a day didn't it james at marvel yeah just over 24 hours so um it's it's one one or two days tickets were sold out so we, we went on sale just before christmas um you know we're playing at marvel stadium uh we wanted to be in melbourne for this fixture and uh, the tickets sold very, very quick. Mm-hmm. And this will be actually the 12th um, home game in a row that the Matildas have sold out uh, a stadium in Australia. What about the coaching market? Uh, Tony Gustafsson uh, came, across, uh, came across as quite 
surly and um, and closed. But then you see him in the docker and you understand why. He's all for his players. He's all for the internal environment. Um, I'd imagine that the soccer coaching market is 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 pretty cyclical. Have we have we locked him in for a bit? Do we do we see him as a long term <laughs> option for for uh, the Matildas? We, we recruit uh, our coaches now on a, on a four-year cycle. So this uh, four-year cycle is coming to the end at the, the Olympic Games. So as we get to, hopefully get to the Olympic Games after Wednesday, um, we'll sit down with Tony and talk about what the future holds. But look, Tony is a very experienced coach. Um, he's won gold medals at the Olympics and also at Women's World Cup uh, tournaments with the United States of America. So uh, he, he's very experienced. I think his experience has really helped um, our team really flourish over the past couple of years. So will the discussion be to extend from here then, James, regarding Tony? Look, I don't want to, um, I don't want to uh, elaborate on that too much. I mean, the reality is uh, we recruited Tony on a, on a four-year cycle. This is a fourth competition uh, in that four-year period, uh, being the Paris Olympics. Um, and we'll, we'll assess on the whole four years once we get to that point. We're still, we're still three or four months away from that conversation um, uh, with Tony, though. So just domestically with the A-League men and women, I mean, how do you marry up the fact um, you've got enormous, enormous popularity and following of, the, uh, of both the Socceroos and the Matildas, and you've got to sell that on the, on the Wednesday, as we mentioned. How do you marry that up with the, with the domestic league and the apparent battles you've got there, I suppose, relatively speaking, of course, to get the same level of engagement when it comes to that? Yeah, it's complicated. Look, we, we've got to look at the strength of our, of our sport. Um, and the reality with our sport is we have a huge participation base and we have two extremely strong uh, national team brands in the market today. Our club football is very competitive. We're, we're obviously competing against the AFL and the NRL, but we're also competing against our own sport with the likes of the Premier League and the Champions League. Um, my, my, my vision for the sport and one that we're working together with the clubs on is ensuring that our clubs are the key developers of players. Um, and if that means that they're developing players today and these players are playing for the Manchester Cities and Arsenals tomorrow, which we're seeing in the women's, then our clubs are doing their job properly. How significant is the fight that you've got on your hands at the moment, uh, James, in regards to respect for referees? Now, all sports, of course, have to navigate this and, and all have had their moments. But at the moment, it would appear as though you're, you're really in the trenches with this at the moment. Do you, do you feel that you're winning that fight? Look, referees is always a, a complex topic. Um, even if the referees are flawless in a match, they're still, uh, because the positions that they hold, open to criticism. But what we need to do is really separate um, the, 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 the decisions that referees make um, from any uh, uh, abusive um, action towards referees that, that, that are taken. So our view is very, very clear and we're very strong. Um, any actions that make referees feel uncomfortable regardless of the decisions they take will be met uh, with zero tolerance and i think we've shown that in the past couple of weeks with some of these sanctions that we've handed down and there will be more um if there are more um issues that that we see week in week out and just before we let you go will we see the blue card trialed here at, at some particular level in the in the weeks months years to come Look, this, this decision is being debated at the moment uh, by the International Football Association Board uh, in Europe. Um, look, I, I think it's a little bit too early to, 
to confirm whether or not we would do that. But um, look, we, what we are is we're very open to experimenting in new innovative methods. Now, whether that goes as far as a blue card, mm. that's something we'll take up with IFAB. It's not on the, the, the cards uh, anytime soon. Let's uh, circle back to where we started. So with the Matildas, Sam Kerr, obviously on the sidelines of that ACL, which is devastating. What, what's their involvement with the team as they uh, build towards Paris and obviously in Paris itself, James? Well, look, her, her role right now is really to, to get fit, to get better. Um, yep. She has a huge influence on this team, though. So I know that she's in touch uh, with the players, with the team, uh, just because the aura that Sam brings uh, really gives a boost of energy uh, to, to this team. But look, her focus needs to be on getting her, uh, her knee right. Um, and getting back on the pitch as soon as possible. Well, the popularity of the Matildas uh, never ceases to amaze. Wednesday night's match is a sellout. It was actually the the game at the weekend was the number three watch program across the entire country behind the the Channel 7 and Channel 9 news. So uh, the tsunami just continues to roll on, James. Really appreciate you joining us this morning. Thanks so much, Sam and Nathan. I appreciate joining you on your show. Well done. It's James Johnson there, Football Australia Chief Executive, and some good feedback for James. Quality leader, says Shane, been instrumental in the success of the Matildas and the Socceroos. One of the hardest-working CEOs in the country, but uh, as Tom, as Roscoe points out... Tony's gone. Tony's gone. I think in the end, I think the coaches are probably a little bit more... They, they look at their own careers a little bit more. Four years is a long time in one yep. place. And I think they just, they seem to move. Maybe he's looking for another challenge. Back after this.